You're listening to the Carterville Church Life Podcast. I love our church family, and I hope that you do too. Our goal is that the episodes of this podcast would keep us connected and focused while we're scattered for our week on missions together. I hope that you're blessed by what you hear today. Hey, church family, thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode of the podcast. So if you got to gather with us yesterday for worship, either in the sanctuary or as a part of the live stream church family, we read Romans chapter 12 together. And we started to talk about the power of community, that in Christ, we recognize that we belong to each other. No longer are we the center of our story. Instead, Jesus is for his glory, for his mission. And in fact, our role is to live out this body life for his glory. And we've got to figure out what that looks like. So for us, I just want us to move into the next set of verses in Romans chapter 12, because Paul already gives us the answer. So let me say this up front. No, no one of us on our own can single-handedly bring healing to the cosmos. We're not going to usher in the new creation automatically. Not any one of us by using our gifts, you know, even in their full magnitude. So what do we do? And the answer is that the entire body of Christ becomes empowered and we work together. And the secret to that is to unlock the gifts that Jesus Christ has given us. So in Romans uh, chapter 12, Paul says this in verse 6. We have different gifts according to the grace that's given to each of us. If your gift is prophesying, then prophesy in accordance with your faith. If it's serving, well then serve. If it's teaching, then teach. If it's to encourage, then encourage. If it's giving, then give generously. If it's to lead, lead diligently. If it's to show mercy, do it cheerfully. So just to unpack a little bit of this, I know that most of the listening audience is very familiar with spiritual gifts, but the big question is, do you understand them and are you using them? So as Paul speaks into this church in the Roman context, and he knows that all these house churches are going to circulate this letter, and they've got to understand how to make the mission of Jesus happen inside their local context. These bodies that are radically different from each other, they've got to come together, and how will that look? And the answer is that each member has been given grace from Jesus, and there's supposed to use it. And that's still true in the church today. So I want to open this podcast by sort of acknowledging that one of the big mistakes, in my opinion, of the North American church in our modern era is that we have sort of professionalized ministry. We think that the majority of ministries should be done by a Sunday school teacher or a deacon or a pastor or somebody with a seminary degree, somebody on church staff. Well, that's not true. Like we have this idea that there's these Christians out there that are sort of trained or professionals or experienced or practiced, they, they're supposed to do the work. That's not, not the case. Like the power of the Christian movement is that we're all the body of Jesus, and each of us have been given what we need from God's Spirit. And I wonder if you believe that, and I wonder if you're willing to practice that. So the real power of the church will be when the entire church family can stand up and be the kingdom of priests, when we can begin to be on mission together and not wait you know, for the next announcement from our church leaders or the next invitation to a specific uh, role that fits within the structure of the church, rather when we all start organically using our gifts, as Jesus has called us, when we start opening our homes for hospitality, when we start spreading the gospel and evangelism, when we start radically showing mercy and loving our neighbor, when we start leading in our workplaces and using the gifts of the Spirit all over the community, then suddenly you'll see the body of Jesus Christ making a radical impact to bring the healing of the cosmos and to make the gospel crystal clear to people who are watching. So let's just walk through the passage and see what we can 
can get. Uh, the first thing I want to show you is that, you know, Paul says we have different gifts according to the grace given to us. So the the word gifts is charismata, the, you know, the like what we think of as charisma, this 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 power, this blessing from the God Spirit. But that word is really connected to this word that we all know by heart, grace. Uh, Chorus. So Paul's telling you basically that God has given each one of us grace and that grace came with gifts. So when God called you into his family, part of his benevolence as a loving father, just lavishing grace on you, was giving you gifts. So a couple things we observe. Um, Paul gives you seven gifts to identify in Romans. Prophecy, serving, teaching, encouragement, giving, uh, leading, and then showing mercy. But we know from his gifts list, in 1 Corinthians 12. We know from Peter's account in 1 Peter uh, chapter 4. We know from the gift of, of love in Romans 13 that there are more gifts than just these seven. So it's a good sample. And in fact, I would encourage you as a church family, you know, if you want to learn more about the spiritual gifts, read 1 Corinthians 12, 13, 14. Read First Peter 4. Uh, read through the book of Ephesians uh, and then the gifting of apostles, prophets, evangelists, teachers, and shepherds. So as we settle in today, here are the things that I recognize from this list. Um, the first, prophecy, and then the last three, giving, leading, and mercy. They sort of stand out on the list because it, 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 he doesn't just say if, you, if your gift is prophecy, then prophesy. He says if your gift is prophesying, well, then prophecy in accordance with your faith. Like, do it appropriately with the faith that God's given you. I look down at encouragement, uh, I mean, at giving, and he says if your gift is giving, you know, stewardship, resources, well, then give it generously. In other words, Paul's not saying just do it. He's just saying to do it in a way that reflects the grace that God has given you. If it's to lead, well, then do it, but do it diligently. So leaders aren't just supposed to say, all right, all right, I'll lead. We're supposed to do it with diligence. If you show mercy, show it cheerfully, obviously not begrudgingly. Uh, so the other three things on the list, you know, serving and teaching, encouragement, well, they're just followed by basically a statement. If it's serving, well, then do it, serve it. If it's teaching, well, then serve, teach. If it's encouragement, then give encouragement. Well, the thing that I love about this pattern where, you know, three of the things on the list, you know, if it's teaching, just teach. It, but the other four things on the list, you know, are kind of qualified. Well, if, it, if it's mercy, well, then do it cheerfully. Is it, it lends me to recognize, you know, two realities from the spiritual gifts, right? And so God's already given them to us. We know that he's given them to us for the common good. We know that we belong to each other. But here are the two realities. Number one, you know, your, your gifts are only good if you're using them. So if God's given you these, gifts, use them. If he's given you the gift to serve, well, then just serve. Don't wait for an invitation. Don't wait for me to call you. Don't wait for some other church leader to recruit you. Just begin using your gifts. Work yourself into the, into the opportunities that will come from using that gift. Just say yes and start to find ways. The other thing I would say is that even if you're younger, uh, like if you're a middle schooler, don't wait until you're in college to use your spiritual gifts. Start now. So if you're a seventh grader, start serving. If I mean, if, if you're a sixth, if if you're a sixth grader who's got the gift of teaching, well, no doubt that you're going to be sitting in the classroom and nobody's going to ask you to teach Sunday school in sixth grade, but you'll recognize that you begin to have the, the gift to explain things to your classmates, the, the gift of seeing things in a different way. If your gift is showing mercy, well, then show it. Show it all over the church and show it all over the world and don't wait until you're older. So no matter your age. The other thing about spiritual gifts is you never retire from them. So there's nobody in our church who has retired from the need to use their gifts. Now, you may be a teacher who's retired from teaching, but if you're gifted by God to teach, well then 
Teach the gospel. Teach the beauty and the reality of Christ. Teach theology until the day that you die. Teach it to your grandchildren. Teach it to your family. Teach it to anybody who will listen. So all these gifts, they're useless unless they're used. So I'm asking you, are you using the gifts that God's given you? Or are you missing the opportunities to use them in the church and as the church scattered on mission? So what's your gift? And are you using it? And if you don't know your gift, well, then I encourage you to start meeting with a believer that you trust and pray about that. Seek the Lord very diligently and let him lead you into opportunities to show how his spirit is at work inside you. So the first thing that, that I recognize is that they're no good if you're not using them. So use these gifts. The second thing is, as we use these gifts, we have to use them appropriately, like in proportion to the faith God's given you. You know, he said, if you prophesy, do it in accordance with your faith. If you show mercy, we'll do it cheerfully. If you lead, do it diligently. If, if it's giving, then give generously. So we need to use these gifts, not begrudgingly, but in a way that glorifies Jesus. And so as you use the gifts, it's not okay just to sort of use them half-heartedly. Like the mission that we're on to make the name of Christ known all over the world, it's far more important than all the other things that we're doing in our lives. And yet I find that for some of us, sometimes we get in the biggest rut or the biggest routine as we're using our spiritual gifts with our church family. And I want to encourage you, like, let's shake the dust off of that and begin to give our very best to Jesus. And let's let's lead diligently. Let's, let's show mercy cheerfully. Let's give generously. Uh, let's prophesy in accordance to our faith. So let's start to use these gifts um, in the right way. So church family, you know, whoever you are listening today, what should we do? Well, let me just say, I, I have the complex that I believe I need to solve everybody's problems, and I'm, I'm learning that's not true. So when everything just started coming apart in our country, you know, the last couple of weeks, I had this urge. I just wished that I could grab my Bible and put on my Superman cape and fly, you know, to everybody's city hall and solve the issues, you know, explain the gospel and preach Jesus and that people would open their hearts and we would love each other well. We all know that that is a silly, fictitious uh, figment of my imagination. And I know that too. The reality is there's no any one of us that can fix it because only Christ can heal the problems of the magnitude that we're witnessing and feeling. So what's our role? Our role is to bring the gifts that he's placed inside us and use them as his body all over the world so that Christ can work and function and bring people to the glory of the knowledge of Jesus so that they can experience the truth of his resurrection and his love for them. And so the church beginning to use our gifts all over the place is the key to the world coming to Jesus and seeing Jesus and understanding Jesus. Thanks for tuning into the podcast today. Um, just a couple of quick reminders. Our Vacation Bible School registration is up. I encourage you to uh, get on the website and register for Bible School in July. We're super excited about a family-style Bible School, so I hope you can be a part of that. Don't forget that on Wednesday, our youth group has resumed gathering, so our youth group's going to be meeting, and uh, we're super excited to be praying together as a church family this week as we approach uh, this Sunday, and we'll be able to vote um, in regard to our recovery pastor position. So I hope you guys can make it on Sunday. Man, I love you. May God bless you as you use your gifts.